Week three of the NFL season is in the books. And what have we learned? The AFC South is much more competitive than we expected to be. And we're going to tell you why next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout over with the Draft Network, as well as the host of the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Guys, happy Tuesday, man, and thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen uh, of the morning every day. Uh, thank you for being our everydays, but I got to kick it over to my guy, my partner in crime, Keith Sanchez, a.k.a. Mr. LSU. You can find and follow him on Twitter at the Talent Code. Keep talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? This is Keith Sanchez, senior draft analyst with the Draft Network, man in 2019 national champ with those LSU Tigers, man. But you know why we're here, right? Myself, DP, man, we're here to bring you that championship-level contest around in the NFL Draft 24-7, 365. We are your go-to source for college football, NFL football, and everything pertaining to the NFL Draft, man. But DP, man, we just wrapped up the week three. So this is Tuesday show. Yesterday, we did the recap of the college football. Then today, we're going through and give you the recap of the NFL week three man we had those Miami Dolphins drop 70 points on the Denver Broncos or the Denver Broncos gave up 70 points I don't know how we want to put that DP but man we're going to go about and talk about what have we learned from week three we're going to get into that rookie report which rookies are balling and then we're going to get into that game ball yes coach K is back yes coach DP is back to get in that locker room and hand out the game ball so DP let's kick this thing off from the very top man and what have we learned after three weeks of NFL football Man, what we learned, Keith, the AFC South, we kind of gifted it to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne. We we, we just gifted it to them. Well, the the Houston Texans say, yeah, not so fast. The Indianapolis Colts have said, not so fast, man. And this this, 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 this division is going to be much, it seems to be much more competitive. Than we expected it to be, mm-hmm. right? We we were expecting what well, Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud to be rookies, take their lumps early in the season, right, and probably find their rhythm later on in the season. But both of those guys have come out and look as pro ready as pro ready can be, right? You know what I mean? And you know, unfortunately, A. Rich has the concussion, so he wasn't able to play this week versus or you know this past week versus the Ravens. But Gardner Minshew and Zach Moss and Michael Pittman Jr. they were able to lead uh, the Colts to a victory. Now they're two and one. And you got the Houston Texans who are one and two. And I believe the, you know, if I'm not tripping, I want to make sure I'm not tripping. I think the the Jags are also one, one and two. two. Yeah, the you Jags are I mean? one and two. And the lost Tennessee back Titans, back right? They lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. And then they That's lost correct. this past week to the Houston Texans. Right. So you got C.J. Stroud out there dueling and outperforming Trevor Lawrence, which we didn't see happening, man. So you asked me what I learned. I learned that this AFC South, at least right now, this is a division that you want to keep your eyes on because we really don't know who's about to come out of this division in the next 12 or 12 to 13 weeks. 
Yeah, uh, DP, I, I agree 100%. Right when we go through our show notes, we both had the same thing, right? What have we learned? We both said the AFC South, right? And it's competitive, and it's competitive because Houston, I, I feel like we knew that the Colts had a, a solid roster, right? We thought that they had a decent roster, and a lot of this was going to be placed on, okay, where is Anthony Richardson and his development, right? And how how quickly is he going to be able to adjust? And then how quickly uh, will the head coach be able to kind of tailor this offense to his skill set, right? So the coach is, is I think this was kind of to be expected. And I get it that Anthony Richardson didn't play this past week. But that wasn't him. But, you know, that first game, they, they were able to win because he was in the game and made some plays, right? Um, but the biggest surprise to me, DP, is the Houston Texans. And it seems as though they're getting better week after week right and and the the head coach D'Amico Ryans and their general manager right they've had a a philosophy right and it's it's been drafting talented players from experience from big time programs with lot of with lots of experience right so when you when you go down this roster DP you go CJ Straw right you you go uh John Mechie right then you you look at the offensive line and I believe but still Kenyon Green right Kenyon Green they drafted him um then you you look at on the defensive side of the ball you look at Will Anderson you look at Derek Stingley who was also out in injury but then you look at Jalen Petrie you look at Christian Harris you look at Henry Toto right like in in all of those investments right are, are starting to pay off not only from a talent perspective DP but from a culture perspective, right? Because when you draft these young guys and they come from a culture of winning, they, they don't know what losing means. You think Will Anderson right. is ever, has, has ever signed up in his life to be Owen whatever, right? You, you think that's something that, that's on a slate for him. And then you, you look at C.J. Straw and his ability to start using his weapons, right? It was what, Nico Collins, what was that last week or two weeks ago? Now you get Tank Weeks Dale. one and two. Right, weeks one and two. And then now you get Tank Dell coming on the scene, DP. So I, I think I agree. And then I want to finish it off in the one team we haven't talked about, and that's the Tennessee Titans, right? What have we learned is that the optimism, it doesn't appear – like th- there were there were two ways that this was going to go for the Tennessee Titans, if you ask me in my opinion, DP. It was going to go – the optimistic version was run the football, run game, play action, Ryan Tannehill, throw for 250 yards, efficient game. This offensive line is able to move forward. Even though they can't prote- pass protect, they can run block, right? And this defense mm-hmm. will get them out of some games. The pessimistic version of was Ryan Tanner is not going to be able to get it done. Sometimes your run game will be ineffective. It's, it's going to look disastrous as far as the offensive line. And then his defense is going to hold itself together, but it won't be enough. And unfortunately for the Tennessee Titans, it's been the second part for them, right? Mm-hmm. It, like, and so I want to ask you your perspective of the Tennessee Titans when, when you look at that, look at where they are, because they're still in a mix of the one or two, but are they in is, – is, do you feel – optimistic about them being able to grow from here not necessarily because remember we talked about like the, when we previewed i think when we previewed the uh the 2023 nfl season i i had issues with their offense i was like i love derrick henry i ain't you know me i'm a running back i played the position growing up mm-hmm. like that's my favorite position i have no problem with you running the football but your your offense has been designed and predicated on on the back on the shoulders of one man Right, I, 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 you, you know me. I'm quick to say quarterbacks shouldn't get all the the, the credit that they re- that they receive because they need all the other ten men on the field to do their jobs. But you need a good quarterback, a competent quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is an average quarterback at best to me, so I don't feel that optimistic about this team, even with Traylon Burks and DeAndre Hopkins, because like you talk about, even with Ryan Tannehill, 
if you protect him, I think he can get you. He can. Win. We've seen it, right? He can get you to the playoffs. You can win with him. You know, early you can win with him in the season, and then you're gonna lose in the regular season. But you can get to. I mean, to the postseason. I mean, but this offensive line is just rough to watch. Andre yeah, Dillard gave up three sacks yesterday, right? You know, what I mean, I'm looking at you know PFF grades and everything. But Keith, when I look at the blocking grades for these guys in pass protection, like this was kind of rough, Keith. Like you got Andre Dillard with a 26. You got Dylan Ray Dunes with a 27. Um, Chris Hubbard, the right tackle, with a 49. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're just kind of looking at this thing like, what is happening? Right? Like, if you you know what I mean? The best guy was the center Aaron Brewer. So, I, I just, yeah, no. I, I have I don't have much faith in this team. They, they, they got a nice little win versus the Chargers that they could have and should have lost that game and be 0-3. I think at some point we're going to see one of these quarterbacks that's either going to be Will Levis or Malik Willis. At some point, you got to go ahead and turn the page. Yeah, I, and so, I, man, speaking of this offensive line, and, and, and it just appears for the Titans, and I know we're talking about the AFC South, right, but we're talking about how competitive it is and going through every team. Um, I just don't know the way out for them, right? Like, because we, we, it, it, they, I think they've reached their peak, and like I said, the, the, the worst version of what we think thought this could potentially turn out to – that's what it turned out to, right? Like even with bringing in D Hop, to me that was a weird situation because I, I if you ask me my gut feeling, right, and, and I, this is no reporting or anything like that, but just looking from the outside in, right, it, he had the opportunity to go to Tennessee from the very beginning, right? Like he was pursued by Tennessee, and then it felt like it was one of those situations where he said, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, let me make sure there's nobody else," right? Like he, it was one of those type of situations, man. So. I, man, for the Tennessee Titans, I, I think this is – so if you ask me to wrap this conversation up, DP, Tennessee Titans, I think they're probably on the outside looking in, right? And then there's a three-man race, which I think would be fun because as a division that we all – but like you started this segment off, right? You said we we gifted with a bow tie to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, to see these young teams talking about these young quarterbacks, especially these young drafted quarterbacks with these offensive weapons kind of continue to push forward, I think it's going to make some for, for some exciting conversation in a division where we didn't expect much excitement from. We thought it was all but over. But, DP, let's keep this thing going and flowing, man. And like I said, man, I promised three seconds at the top of the show. We just knocked out whatever we learned. Now we're heading to the rookie report. And I'll tell you this, man, we have some new names that popped up, some unexpected names, right? So we're going to get into these rookies that performed well after week three. Did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It is normal, but it doesn't have to be your fate, guys. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, the visible thickness of it, and your visible scalp coverage. All right? Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated, natural, science-backed ingredients. They're drug-free, drug-free, Patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health, all right? And it works. In the clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months of taking Nutrafol's men's hair growth supplements. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com. Slash minute into the promo code locked on NFL. The rookie report, guys. And, and we're, we're, you know, we talk about grading and looking at these rookies, man. Keith, like you talked about, we got some new guys, some new blood, some new faces that popped up. I mean, how can we start this segment without Devon A. Chain? 18 carries, 203 rush yards, four total touchdowns, Keith. 
in a game where the, his offense put up 70 points. I didn't know if I was watching the NFL game or if I was watching college. It it felt weird to kind of seeing a team run the score up the way that the Miami Dolphins was running the score up. But <laughs> de- like the crazy thing about it, Keith, is that that speed we saw in college, oh, it translates, baby. It tra- it absolutely translated to the NFL because one of his longest runs, he just literally glides through the defense. Linebackers, safeties, corners, guys who got upfield leverage on him, and he's just gliding right past everybody. And it's like, man, he is the future of this. At, this this is a track team. At the end of the day, it didn't. The crazy part about Jalen Waddle wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? So you got him, Raheem Mostert, Tyreek Hill. It's incredible. But this young man, 18, 203, four total total touchdowns. Bro, you talk about a day. Listen, I want to see them continue to get him the football. Get him. Shout out to Mike Mac McDaniel's man because he took a lot of flack last year for not running the ball. He yep. running. He's running it now. Yeah, uh, DP, I was surprised that they got this. And, and I was surprised that they got the 74 both perspectives, right? Because there is still a mutual respect for Sean Payton, obviously being a Super Bowl winning head coach, having, you know, done a lot of great things offensively. But then, you know, you look at it from the other perspective is, is how do you give up 70 points, right? Like once that thing get to 40, I'm starting to look at it like, hey, big baby, we are running the football and getting out of here. Like, right, right. we are playing pre- prevent defense, right? I'm going to have... Like, I'm, I'm not giving up that, right? So we're going to figure this thing out. But, DP, I, I want to quickly move on to the next rookie. Um, And, and we, we have one, and I'm going to talk about tight end Sam Laporta, right? Like, he's going to come up, and I want to address him real quick. But before that, DP, um, sticking with the lines, right? And we're talking about this draft and premium position conversation, right, where draft the premium positions. You don't draft a safety. You don't draft a tight end. You don't draft a, li- a linebacker, right? Well guess, uh, well, guess what, DP? For the Detroit Lions, it's once again paying off. Yesterday, safety Brian Branch, rookie safety Brian Branch with Chauncey Gardner-Johnson out, 11 solo tackles, three tackles for loss, two pass deflections, man, and just lining up in multiple positions all over the field. So I wanted to highlight that young man on the defensive side of the football. But, DP, you're already hinting at it, right? Let's talk about the offensive side of the football. Our guy, Sam Laporta, DP, and this is so exciting, right? And this is why we put the work in is because we identify these pe- these these players that nobody's talking about. And I know you very remember, right? You remember that conversation I called? I said, DP, this Sam Laporta from Iowa, I like him. I like him a lot. He's playing for mm-hmm. Iowa, so he don't get the football. But I like what I see. So, oh, man, it's so exciting. Yesterday he went eight receptions, 84 yards, and one touchdown. And this is the historically, DP, Rookie tight ends have not made a big impact in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's always been year two, year three, year four for them. But Sam Laporta has a prime opportunity in the offense with all of these weapons to carve out a niche role for him. And they drafted him early for a reason. And right now that reason is paying off because he's showing to be a key figure um, in this, this Detroit Lions offense. Man, again, against the Atlanta Falcons, eight receptions, 84 receiving yards and the touchdown. And one thing that, you know, I remember we, we watched tape on them together versus Sidney Brown in Illinois. And yeah. it's like, you know, I think that may have been one of his best games in terms of like production and everything. Cause like you talk about that offense, you know, especially last year, it's, I think it's the same way this year. Uh, even with the addition of their quarterback, it's still inept. It's an inept offense. They don't score a lot, they don't do a lot offensively in the passing game. But he, just the route running, the movement skills, change of direction. He looked like a big, smooth receiver out there. And it's like, DP will turn into tight end you. And not only that, because you know who was on the other side? Kyle Pitts, right? You couldn't help but think, like, 
where's Kyle Pitts in this, right? Like Sam Laporte is no. producing, and, and 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 I won't act like this is a Kyle Pitts issue, right? It's just no, one of those no, where just like the irony, right, of watching a young tight end that's athletic, athletic do you know some things help his team his team win be a consistent part of the game plan. And then you look on the other sideline, it's like, oh, remember that guy Kyle Pitts that was a top five pick. I wonder what right. the Atlanta Falcons are trying to do with him, right? So I just had to think trying to run the ball. Yeah, <laughs> I thought about that, man. When I was when I was actually watching the game, I'm like, man, if Kyle Pitts could contribute, that would I think that would probably help that Atlanta probably unlock Falcons. some things for that offense, yeah, yeah. right? And, and, and who knows? Bring up the conversation of potential trade situation, right? Like if y'all not gonna use them, let them go somewhere else. So cool. DP, who do you have up next, man, for rookie report? I gotta stick with Detroit, Keith, and, and I love what I saw from our guy, other running back that was drafted in the top 15, Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs, I think David Montgomery was out because he got hurt, I think, last yeah. game um, yeah. and everything like that. So the, the report came out pregame that Jameer Gibbs was going to get majority of the touches in the backfield, 17 carries, 80 yards, 4.7 yards per carry, almost five yards a carry on 17 carries, man. And his big run was like 21 yards. And you just saw, again, like Devin A. Chain, that speed, that quickness, that explosiveness we saw at the Combine. It, at Alabama, even at Georgia Tech for Jameer Gibbs. It translates, man. His ability, and, and, and not only that, this is one of the more elusive backs in, in the NFL already to me mm -hmm. because he, he can make moves and change directions without having to slow down his tempo, right, like in terms of his run pacing. He could be full speed, full stride, and make a sharp cut, right, a, a jump cut, a, a lateral cut, and just work around defenders, Keith, and what he's able to do and what he's able to bring, even in the passing game. You saw they, they start getting them matched up on, I think it was it might have been a DB, and they ran that Texas kind of angle route that we saw him run a ton at, at Bama and at Georgia Tech, and he still won the rep, right? He still run the, won the rep, and got, I think he got a first down on it and everything. So I had to give a shout-out to Jameer Gibbs because he's balling right now. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. And, and he, what, he, what he's doing, D.P., um, you know, in, in this day and age, right? Because I, I look at Jameer Gibbs and his game-changing and game-breaking ability, and I, I couldn't help but think of one of our other well, – one of my favorite players, I, I don't know how you feel about him yet, all-time greats, and Reggie Bush, right? And because Reggie was, was not a big 230-pound back, but you almost feel like now looking at the game, he was just ahead of his time, right? That if you imagine – like, because no, at no point with the Saints was he a consistent – 20 carry 25 carry guy because it's like the game is too physical we have to put him on a perimeter right but you see what Jameer Gibbs can do in between the tackles right and you can run him in between the tackles because the guy is just elusive enough to make defenders miss it it wasn't just strictly a power game for Jameer right and but he was a good runner he had good instincts in between the tackles and everything so I I, I think about Jameer Gibbs I think about you know like I said what could have been with Reggie Bush, but man, all credit to Jameer Gibbs. But DP, I think we have to go back to uh, to H Town to finish up this segment. I think we we, we have a guy, um, a, a a smaller guy named Tank, right? Tank Dell producing for the Houston Texans. So why don't we talk about him? Five receptions, 145 yards, and the touchdown, Keith. And the route running, the speed, the explosiveness. Like we said, he they, they say he ran a four four nine. That was the fastest four four nine I ever seen in my life. That was clearly a four three. And I don't know what the NFL was doing at the combine. But yep. nonetheless, he is to me, and I think Nico Collins is still gonna be a big fixture in this passing offense for CJ Stroud. But I think Tank Dell is going to eventually become his go-to target, right? Because he can separate with ease, he can make plays after the catch. 
right? He can win on all three levels and, and win vertically. It's crazy that everybody looked at his size and said, oh, that he couldn't do that. Everybody looked at him. saw Literally saw him in one-on-ones at the, at the Senior Bowl cooking every DB they put against him, and people still said he's too small. He's not going to be able to make it. He can't do it. Then he gets to the NFL, and he's becoming exactly what we saw at Houston, a, a big-time playmaker that can make big-time plays. Yeah, DP, I'll tell you this. I, and you talked about the the um the senior bowl, right? But then I think he wasn't as small as people thought, right? I think he still came mm-hmm. in at five nine. Very Devonta Smith like. Yeah, and I was I was ruling with Deshaun Jackson. I, I thought Deshaun Jackson too. through the draft was a great confirmation. I think Deshaun Jackson is under 5'10, 170 pounds, right? And, and you see the same thing. Vertical threads, when we take the top off, I'm going to do it with ease. It's easy gas. It's the stride. It's the separation. It's the big playability and the ability to be a main target for the quarterback, DP. So, man, that wraps up the rookie report, which, I like I said, there were some new rookies, right? Some old. I, I think Detroit Lions, their draft plan is paying off. Shout out to the Houston Texans. What they're doing, the draft plan is paying off. That's why we always say what? Everything starts with the NFL draft. That's why y'all are tapped in. But coming up next, DP, Coach DP, Coach DP, Coach K, we're about to jump into that locker room and hand out our game ball. The NFL season is here, guys, and you need to snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Guys, right now, brand new customers, not old, right? Not last year's new customers. Today, customers can get $200 in bonus bets back guaranteed when you place a bet of $5. That's $200 in bonus bets if you're a new customer, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better place or time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spread, money line, player props, over, unders, and so much more. So, guys, all you need to do is very simple. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season because FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. It's time to hand out the game balls. Coach K, Coach DP, Coach K are back with the game ball in the NFL locker room. Keith, I got to look, and we talked about this team in the in the beginning, the, the Indianapolis Colts. And Keith, I have a I have an interesting take. I want y'all to stick with me here. The Colts may not need Jonathan Taylor. I'm I'm gonna just say this, Keith. The Colts may not need Jonathan Taylor. I love what I see from this man, Zach Moss, uh, former Buffalo Bill, who I really thought was gonna shine with the Bills. 30 carries, 122 yards, and a touchdown. Their touchdown was a receiving touchdown where he was against Patrick Queen and he tracked the ball like a receiver uh, in the red zone, man. And, and I, lo- I love what I saw from him, especially against a physical Ravens defense, right? It's a sloppy game. It's raining, all that type of stuff. And he came that what's those old, the, one of the most uh, football saints, hard hat, lunch pail type of day. That's how it was for him. He was just clocking in work, baby. He was just <laughs> clocking in work, Keith. And, and just the physicality he ran with, the power, the patience, uh, the, the vision, right? To follow his blockers. Follow his guys on the offensive line and let those guys make make holes for him and, and seal in the seal in the alley, right? Like you talked about back in the old, you know, kind of older ESPN days. You know, with Mel Hodge and them, they, you get a seal, you get a seal, you get an alley, and he knew he knew how to find those alleys, man. And I, I'm excited, and that's what that's what Gardner Minshew at quarterback, who's not a running threat, right? I can't wait to see 
what this looks like with a healthy A-Rich, where Anthony Richardson's in the backfield, and when you go to that mesh point and you're running zone read, and now that backside end has to focus on, well, I can't let the six foot four, 245-pound quarterback that runs a 4-4 get loose, so I got to stay at home. And now that you take one guy out of the box, out of the equation for Zach Moss, I'm just saying what I saw from him, I just don't know if you need a Jonathan Taylor. Maybe you go ahead and trade him, get some uh, a second round pick, a good, uh, you know, draft acquisition for for next year's draft, so you can continue to build this team up around uh, around Anthony Richardson. Because clearly, you don't want to pay Jonathan Taylor. So right. my game ball goes to, uh, to Zach Moss, man, thirty one twenty two and a touchdown and a big upset versus the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, and DP, we just talked about Zach Moss a couple weeks ago, maybe early last week when we talked about the Buffalo Bills. So maybe been it, that was week one, right? And we talked about the, the draft process, right? And drafting Zach Moss and him fitting with the Buffalo Bills. And we talked about the Buffalo Bills front office drafting good players, but don't necessarily fit their scheme, right? And now you see Zach Moss leave the Buffalo Bills and go to um, the Indianapolis Colts, right? And and it all it looked like it it fit, right? It looked like that's where he was supposed to be the entire time because from a, a scheme perspective, it's what fits what he what he brings to the table, right? And I think that's why you've seen a, a productive Zach Moss early in his, his Indianapolis Colts career. Back to back weeks, real quick. Back to back weeks. Last week against Houston, eighteen for eighty eight, four point nine yards per carry, and a rushing touchdown. Yeah, you know, this this past week, 30 for 122, 4.1 yards per, per per carry. He's getting he's averaging over two yards uh per carry after contact. Like he like you said, he may not have fit that kind of air because it's almost air raidish that they run in Buffalo and they just want to throw the football, but he fits what they want to do in Indianapolis. I agree. I agree. Speaking of air raid, I have to go back to the quarterback. I have to go back to the rookie DP. My game ball, giving it to the young guy. Steve, Jay Straw, right? Like, and, and listen, I, I'm going to read all his stats for the day, right? He went 20 of 30, 280 yards, 66.7 completion percentage, two touchdowns, no interceptions. So this is about this week, right? I'm giving you the game ball this week, but even a week before against Indianapolis, DP, he still was 30 of 47, 384 yards, 63.8 completion percentage, two touchdowns, no interceptions. So I'm giving him the game ball. And the, the game ball is, is is this, like, young man, keep doing what you're doing, right? Con- keep continuing to progress because they, there was a lot of draft conversation about CJ, right, whether he was focused, unfocused, or, or you know, where he's going to be able to be the leader of the franchise. And early on, I think he's start, start, starting to show that I'm a competitor and I want to win football games, right? And I, and I really like that for CJ. I like that for the Houston Texans. I like that for this division, right? Just how we started this very conversation. So I had to give my game ball to CJ Stroud because he, he's balling thus far in the NFL being a rookie because we've seen, and I will say this, DP, that the, the status of the Houston Texans where CJ Stroud is, it, it's, it, it, they're, they're meshing, right? Unlike with Bryce Young and the Panthers, right? Like they, they, it's, it's a lot of with the Panthers. It's old talent, it's veterans, it's guys that can't separate, right? And, and that that just doesn't seem to be on the same wavelength. But CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans, as they rebuild this thing and move forward, they appear to be in the same wavelength and we're getting good production out of CJ Stroud. Keith, the, the, his, his yards per attempt have gone up each game since week one. Five and a half yards per attempt. Week one against Baltimore Ravens, 8.2 last week against the Indianapolis Colts, 9.3 versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, man. He is getting better and better, and he doesn't – we know that Damian Pierce is a good running back, but their offensive line is not healthy right now. And 
they can't really run the ball with any su- uh, su- like any success, right? They can't sustain a run game, which means he's throwing the ball. He Right now, he already has over 122 pass attempts. He threw 44 times week one, 47 – no, yeah, 47 week two, and then 30 in week three. He's throwing the ball at a high clip, but he's just getting better and better and better as this season goes on. And I just want to see him continue to do it, man, because he's, he's being a – He's he's a catalyst for this team, and if they can get the offensive line healthy, I really want to see what that looks like when the run game gets better. Now you got the play action game, the RPO stuff, the stuff that he's kind of used to. Man, him, Tank Dale, Nico Collins want to see John Mechie get involved. Now they can get him a tight end. I think that that'll change this. This this, this team. Shout out to I, I can't remember if it's Nick Casario. I think it's the GM. Yeah, shout Nick out to Casario. them, man. They drafted very well this year. Yeah, they have, and they and they, they drafted a lot of players that I like the DP, so I'm right on par with them. <laughs> but man, that wraps up another show of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Man, we want to do what we always do every single day. Man, we want to give a shout out to our everydayers. Man, thank you for tapping in with us. Man, you are what makes us great. Man, y'all logging in, y'all tapping in. Like we always say, man, you see our Twitter codes, right? You can find me at the Talent Code. You can find DP at DP underscore NFL. Man, y'all hit us up on Twitter. Y'all talk to us because we like to talk back. And once again. Again, man, shout out to our everydayers. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it is available on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, comment, like the videos, but also hit the bell notification so you're notified anytime we drop content. Guys, you already know. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.